Greetings, everyone. Welcome to the Lift Effect podcast. I am your host, Matt McNeil, founder, clinical director, and director of human performance at Lift Effect, where we assist professional pilots with maintaining better mental health and optimizing their mental skills. The goal of this podcast is simple to help pilots and other high liability professionals and disciplines come out of the shadows to discover how we can live better lives personally and professionally. Join us each episode as we discuss various topics ranging from mental health, mental skills and performance to business, entrepreneurship, and a few other surprises along the way. Welcome, ladies and gentlemen, to another episode of the Lift Effect Podcast, where we're like a box of chocolates. You just never know what you're going to get. Oh, I thought you were going to say I'm like Forrest Gump. No, no, no. (laughs) Run, Forrest, run! It's me. You know, it's like somebody said, somebody like saying, you know, like, Forrest Gump of podcasts. Yeah, yeah, there you go. It's like somebody saying, I'm armed security. I said, well, what's armless security look like? (laughs) (laughs) I've heard that one. (laughs) So, how the Uh, heck are you doing, buddy? I'm good. We had a, you know, it's just been a busy week, hasn't it? <laughs> yes, it has. It has. A lot it's, of activities. Uh, and we're getting, <clears throat> finally, I, I can see the weekend on the horizon. I haven't even shaved. I mean, I feel like a, I'm a, just a bum. Well, you, well, on the other well, hand. Well, you know. You know yeah, well, the shoe yeah, fits. You know, yeah, yeah, you know, you live the lifestyle. You got to look at. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, well, oh I'm, I'm not much to look at either. So, you know, I shouldn't be yeah, talking. Yeah, whatever, no. you know. Yeah. Uh, I, I could just see, like I said, you know, people just, I can't wait until we do our, the, the our YouTube channel where yeah. people can look at you and go like, what is Bill Mayer doing on this I know, on what is Bill show? Mayer? I had a, a yeah. client say to me that they, they looked you up, Carl, and they were like, oh, that just... is not what he, that, that's not what he's supposed to look like. I've been listening <laughs> to him for months and I, you know, it's funny how you build in your mind what you think yeah. somebody's going to look like and, and I thought that was The really question funny. is, I'd like to know what he thought or I, well, thought. I'm like, I yeah, really, what, what did he what think? What did you yeah, think? <laughs> yeah, for sure. Yeah. He's not quite the man I thought he was. Why does the guy have a cat on his head? I don't understand yeah. what's going on. <laughs> <laughs> or, or you know what? They looked up a different one. You got the wrong car. Why does he live in Moldova? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, probably. I didn't check yeah. that with him. Maybe he did have the wrong one. Yeah. Know. Who knows? <laughs> That's funny. Or God, he's awfully rich. Yep. Yeah. He's, why is he doing? Why is he, why is he, he hanging this? out with you? Yeah. 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 He's just out here yeah. slumming it with the. Yeah. 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 yeah exactly. Just trying to give back to the common folk. Yep. Uh huh. Indeed. Indeed. Oh my he's lord. In his mansion. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god! I just water all over myself. Oh. There's oh okay. Anyways, yeah. so what do we got? So what the heck are we here for now? <laughs> yeah, what are we here for? Oh, what are we right. here for? I don't know. What's you know, come in? What what the cat uh, drag in? <laughs> well, oh boy, you leave a lot of openings. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Let's see. Um, you know, a lot of our our um, openings, listener comments, mm. and uh, thoughts revolve around the aviation aspect, and that's primarily what we're here for. Some of them do talk about, because we had always said that we mm-hmm. deal with other professional lifestyles, yep. and we also talk about the entrepreneurship or solopreneurs and stuff. So we have some business stuff, because mindset okay. and 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 all the things that go with that are, are part of mm-hmm. what we want to be able to talk about. 
And one of the uh, we got a, one of the comments was, you know, uh, basically I'm paraphrasing. They said, "How do you deal with?" Because you talked about CEOs and how mm-hmm. you work with them and how much success you've had and what kind of people might you know what like a profile of who they are. Mm-hmm. But what happens when you work with someone and it doesn't work or mm-hmm. it's not turning out the way it's get there's there there's the conflict the the problems that they're trying to resolve or deal yeah. with aren't there. What, yep. How do you deal with that? Yeah, so I've had success and I've had plenty of failures too. Um, so I like to always think about baseball players. I love baseball. A lot of you know, even do some work with baseball players on mental skills coaching. But baseball is a very successful batter is like, you know, is is misses <laughs> 70% of the time. Like the most successful. Um, even pretty good is you miss, you know, 80% of the time. And I kind of, you know, try to aim low <laughs> for myself. <laughs> um, I don't, but 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 seriously, I mean, like failures is uh, where you learn everything. You don't learn from successes, you learn from failures. And I've had plenty of engagements that were not successful or didn't move the needle. And it, it really depends on what were the metrics with which I was being held to to move them. Whether it was it increased their profit margins or decrease their expenses or help them with uh increasing market share or uh if it was just totally interpersonal like you know this person just needs to be able to lead better um so it really depends on what what was the metric what was the performance indicator they call them kpis that that i as the the coach the strategic thinking partner was being is being brought into to help with but where I, I think we're most, let's just, should we just use like CEOs as an example? Like company, sure. publicly I mean, traded uh, companies? Because yeah. um, entrepreneurs are a little, but it's kind of the same. I would think there's some some subtle differences. But from a, let's talk about it from like an emotional, psychological perspective. Because I think this can, people can relate to this that are that are listening. You don't have to be a CEO or just think about your own life. But we're talking about le- leading when you have to lead, whether you're leading your friend group or you're leading your family or you're leading your peer group or you're leading your your business, maybe you're leading the flight deck, there's certain things that happen where if the CEO is not willing to budge, I cannot be effective for them. It The engagement does not go well. They don't grow as a leader. And my job is to either correct at its worst is to correct bad behavior help them correct bad behavior but or at their best is to help them just learn to flourish more i like the engagements i don't like being brought in to 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 correct a bad behavior that's sort of a drag because i feel like coaching is for winners it's not for losers it's not okay you're mandated to get this because you're not behaving it's sort of like being drug into the pro stands off or to the cheap pilot's office it's like that's a drag you know because they don't want to be there or there there's some kind of ambivalence about being there and i just i typically say no to those kinds of engagements if the the executive does not really want this there's no point in me showing up they don't want it they don't want to talk to me but but here's universally whether it's a corrective action or they just want to grow there's a um there's a few fundamental things that 
in my experience have to have to be there uh one is the client needs to be open to the engagement open to what they're engaging in in their company open to how they're engaging with others and what that means to me is you have to be willing to accept some level of criticism and that's really hard to do it's hard for all of us to accept criticism it hurts we take it personally and we feel very defensive what what are your i i would agree with you i think people have to be open to accepting the fact that what they thought or how they were running things or doing things is there were there either is wrong or needs to have some some level of change done to it because what they're getting isn't what they're what they what needs to be gotten and the way i uh, the way i look at it sometimes people sometimes are so entrenched in their way of thought on something it's like i've told people i said it's really hard when you think about something so much or you're trying to work something after a while that's the only way you see it it's like that's the road you've driven on and you don't see any of these other options and and and, and that's when you that's when i've gone out and said hey can you can you help me because i'm only seeing it this way and if they're not open to going hey there are other ways to skin this cat or things and they go my way is the only way or this is the only way it can be done there's no other way that's when it's tough they have to be open to looking at going there are other ways or the way i was doing it needs to be improved or changed because what's for this situation even if it's a good thing a good way it's not working here yeah well it's and a lot of it is just biological i mean if you think about like when we're when we when we are experiencing some criticism the the mind we have this little thing called an amygdala it's this little almond shaped gland in our brain and that is the it's there to protect you it 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 it's like it it arms all the guns it brings out all the defenses of freeze fight or run and we are biologically adapted to be living i mean we we haven't evolved very much in about 2 million years and we're we were living give it, in give it another in, week or two well give it another week or two right <laughs> yeah. Yeah. but i mean well the the world's evolving so much faster than we are which is part of the problem oh yes but it's like we when we feel a threat our amygdala goes nuts and it sounds an alarm and our entire system prepares for for survival it just above all else that's why we, we get so hooked by criticism it's like the guns come out and part of it is like dude it's not your fault you know your 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 system is wired up to be uh trying to avoid the saber-toothed tiger that's trying to eat you and and so you've got to be able to overcome that because you know and sometimes I have to really explain to a particular CEO or executive, I should say. It's not always CEOs. There's many levels of executives. Who have, I'm uh, sure have uh, always have been successful. They're always successful. Yeah. And, yeah. And, and they, they, you know, maybe the less evolved ones, you got to explain to them, hey, listen, just so you know, there's no, you're not in physical danger. Sometimes that they're just like, oh, you, okay. Yeah, like I understand you're activated, but like you're not being chased by a tiger right now. There aren't there there's there aren't cyber two tigers roaming the, the 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 campus of your 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 corporate office headquarters, right? There's no tigers here, <laughs> right? And so, or if there are, I'm not sure I want to be there, <laughs> right? Just like that little reminder is like you know, 
you're not you're not being attacked savvy ones that they've worked through this but if you think about the job of an executive they're there to be looking for threats because they, they got to grow the business they got to they have to manage threats so they they they're kind of ginned up to be looking for threats but if they're not if they can't get over the if they if they close off anytime that there's some kind of feedback that is feels critical that's not a you're awesome you're amazing um that's a pretty telltale sign i'm not going to be able to help them because my what what i'm trying to do is get them to become more open you've got to become more open i would imagine that a number of the i don't know how many of the people you work with that in many cases all they've ever known is success so dealing with an obstacle or this could be like one of the first or few times they've had failure and yeah. or, or and well, how they deal with look, it because they've never had to when you go to harvard business school and you graduate at the top of your class and you were a, a you know you worked your way up very quickly and you're high net worth and you're you're put in command of a lot of people and a lot of money and steering market share and there's shareholders and you know you're you're kind of used to being the captain you know you're like yeah i i get paid to be right all the time supreme confidence <laughs> huge confidence huge ego i think pilots have big egos not even close i mean <laughs> say pro, pro athletes too i mean these guys are the yeah. best of i mean the, the odds of making it to the big leagues are just like you know one in 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 eighty thousand. you know i mean it's like and so you're you're there because you're good and you're really good but the problem is once you get to and i've talked about this in the past when you get at the supreme level like everybody's good and so what is going to set you aside what's going to separate you from the rest i think it's the ability to overcome criticism so that you can approach it openly that's the first that is what separates the the, the big dogs from the the, the medium-sized dogs and just even your own sort of ego states in your life, when you become the big dog uh, from an ego state or a medium says, it's when you overcome that that little th you know threat alarm that just goes haywire when somebody criticizes you. You know, yesterday we had a, a meeting um, in the V1 project that was a really I thought it was a really powerful meeting with an all cohorts and one of our members. Um, which hopefully I think we're going to have on the podcast at some point. We're going to we're going to interview him. He's told this really amazing story about how he he showed up and was called out on, "Hey, are you really showing up like for others? Are you are you bringing the best of what you have to offer?" And you know he had realized in that moment he was not showing up in the way that he was capable. And part of it was because he what what allowed him to transform was he was open to the criticism he opened himself and up and became vulnerable to the criticism and if a if a executive is just not willing to be open to criticism it's going to be a pretty it's it's going to be a failed engagement it's it's not going to work so that's one one piece i think is is uh you have to overcome the second one is if there's a lack of curiosity it's really difficult i mean th think about trying to trying to work with somebody to help them develop and they're not curious 
What would that be like? I, 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 that for me is a challenge, but I feel like I've also seen some that they're so focused in what their, their objective is that they don't have time for curiosity. Well, that's actually the third part, but yeah, yeah. Say more about that. Just riff on that for a second. Uh, it, it, I just, it's like, I get it. You're, you're, you have something you want to do, but it's like, it's like to the, uh, uh, exclusion of everything else. And, and it makes it really difficult to work with somebody or to, to talk with them because that's their only focus. And so when you're talking about something else, it's, it's like literally like when I'm talking to my kids sometimes and they're playing a game, they, there's, you might as well be talking to a rock. You're not going to get anything out of them because that's, they're focused on, on that and that to the exclusion of all else. So I don't know that people aren't curious. The question is, what you're what what you think they should be curious about or what you would think would be cu- something that someone would be curious about isn't curious to them or at least definitely not on the terms in this case the time frame that that you're wanting you're expecting or liking or thinking mm-hmm. they should be yeah i don't know if that that yeah i answers think that. well here's here's what a big telltale sign of where there's a lack of curiosity if you are committed to being right you're just you're you you cannot um commit to learning getting a different perspective that's a big problem that's a that's a, a triple chime if you can it's really easy you know you ask when i when i go in and i talk to uh, uh when i'm initially you know being prospected to engage for an engagement they shop around they, they interview several different uh strategists to, to who, who to work with and one of the questions I'll, I'll ask them is, so when we're operating at our best, we are open, we are curious, we are committed to, uh, you know, I always say there's not winners and losers, there's winners and learners. Um, we're committed to learning. And when we are really not operating optimally, we are defensive, we are closed up, we have to be right all the time. And they all go, they all agree, right? Yeah, oh yeah, oh yeah, totally, totally. And 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 it's 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 really simple. It's um ask them where where are you? And if they say, Oh, I'm always open and I'm learning, I'm done with them. It's like if you can't even admit that there are times where you are closed up, you are defensive, you become absolutely committed to being right and any c-level executive that does not admit oh yeah i I come in like a like a freight train with being right sometimes if they can't admit that they're just not that serious about about wanting to self-improve we all have moments where we are operating in a and so in mental skills right i call it resourced or unresourced when i am unresourced i am closed up i am committed i am tunnel visioned I am closed off and it's the pinhole because I'm in a freeze fighter run state and I get in that state. We all get in those states. If you can't admit that sometimes you go into that, you're just not that evolved. That is a, a, a big litmus test, even for yourself. Are there times where you are operating in a unresourced manner? If you can't admit to that mm-hmm. and, and say, is there opportunity for you to improve? 
it's going to be pretty hard to benefit from any kind of uh, any kind of coaching. I spent 30 years in the military, and I've had commanders that would say to me, you know, the, my bosses would say, "Yeah, I have an open door policy, and I'm always I always want to hear what you have to bring forth." But as soon as you did that, it was like it, I don't want to hear your opinion. I want you. I want to hear you say my opinion and regurgitate it back to me. Uh, you know, it's like if I, I, I don't, I, I've already made up my mind. I really just need you to, to, to agree so I can say, yeah, my subordinates agree with me. The best commander I ever had said to me, I come in, talk to me. If you have a problem, bring me what you think the solution is and we'll talk about it. There's only two things I want from you. One is when we've made the decision or I've made the decision after I've listened to everything, we, we own it together and don't ever lie to me. Those were the, t- and, I, and, I, and so I truly had an open door where we were able to talk about things and sometimes things that he didn't agree with, but he took it and we would talk about it in a constructive manner. And I was so appreciative of that because the goal was to get to a better place, to get to a better answer or the, as good an answer as possible. Um, and I, and I, there's, and it's not saying that my CEO from the company, my airline is going to expect me to walk through the door, but I'm hoping that his senior leaders, executive team, has the ability to walk in there and go, boss, I'm not sure, you know, I, I'm seeing something here. I, are we on the right path? Can we talk about it versus going, yeah, we're on the right path. Just get back to doing what you're doing. That, I think, is a big challenge where you, now you're, you're, you're running the risk of going down a very bad path because you're not going to make 100% of your decisions that are, are going to be right. That's right. I think that awareness, you know, awareness is a huge, a huge mm-hmm. thing for, for, for me in the work that I do is really preaching awareness. Knowing when you're unresourced, when you're closed off is more important than being closed off. That actually just knowing when it's happening, yep. because if you, and this is rampant in, in the business world where it is this like, I am right. I am not interested in any sort of criticism. There's a generational problem too, I think with this, we've taught, we've touched on it before is the, a a lot of the younger generation is, they have no coping skills around any kind of criticism. And it, when you're not even aware of that, that's a very, very dangerous place. It's, that is more dangerous than actually just being closed off. You need to know, because if you don't know that it's a problem, then you have no motivation to shift. You have no motivation to try to learn, uh, you know, something. You're, you're basically unconscious. It's like, you you know, like you're not you're even autopilot. knowing. Yeah, you're on autopilot. So I yeah. think building awareness is a really important skill yeah. that we all, before you try to find the corrective action to fix it, are you even aware when you're doing it? Do you know there's a problem? Do you know there's a problem? I, you know, I remember thing. one time I was in this meeting, in this uh, board meeting with this guy that I was working with. And it was, it was you know, kind of like a 360 feedback review. And yep. there's all these people in there and he is coming unglued with this. And he's standing up and he's yelling. And he's just completely unhinged, totally unresourced, right? Just freeze, fight, or run. 
amygdala is just going wild. Tiger's in the room with him. And I said to him, I said, are you aware that he's just going, he's just screaming and yelling, and I instructed everybody there, just be quiet. Just let him do this until he runs out of steam. And I said to him, are you aware that you're the only person here that's standing? And it was like, he kind of looked around the room <laughs> and, and realized he was standing and everybody else was sitting. And I think that that was a, a key moment for him where just even the physicality of what was going on, I, I didn't want to get into the emotional piece or the, the metrics or whether it's right or wrong, just reminding him like, are you aware that you're just standing? He wasn't even aware that he was standing and pounding his fists on the table. And it really freaked him out. It totally, sh it was like a, it was like a bucket of ice water, you know, where it was like, he, he was like, oh my, I had, no, I'm not aware that I'm the only person that's standing in the room. It hadn't even crossed his mind. And it was like, he sat down and then the work began. It's like, he was, it kind of like, it was the way to just like, okay, let's rip this defense down in a way that he can approach this, he can understand. And then he started to move from unresourced over to resource. He start, because what happened was, what did he start to do? He started to open up. He started to become curious. Um, and then he understood that there was probably something here that he might, that, that, that is new, that, that could offer him something new. And he started to get more into a curiosity <laughs> mindset. Than a, a closed fixed one and then we're getting into mindset right fixed versus growth yeah where, where is well, that let me i'm gonna do a little bit of a redirect because the uh i get uh, getting back to the core question what uh what are uh, you know, about when it doesn't work with a ceo my question i'll rephrase it or 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 ask mine would be you obviously, when you initially sit down with one, you ask some key questions that do a lot of the um, separating, you know, is this someone I want to work with or not? And they go, "Is are you somebody that they want to work with or not? Okay, let's just say you've gotten past that first. Both of you say, yeah, we want to work together. Uh, are there any common threads or what happens? What causes someone that you said, okay, I can work with you to later find out, you know what? It, we we gave it our best shot. This, this isn't working out for you, for me, or for both. Yeah, of us. I might not be the best for them. Um, I think if the if you realize that the you got the KPIs wrong, if if as in the work, you know, you 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 realize that your your targets were off, where it was like, you know what, this actually isn't what you need. What you need is this, and I can't provide that for you. That's that's something that that can come up where you're like, I think our original targets were off. And usually how far into uh, 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 that kind of a relationship do you get? Yeah. It depends on the length of the engagement, but let's say if it's a year, I mean, it's quarterly, you know, we, we have KPIs of, you know, quarterly KPIs. And sometimes you realize, you know what? I, I think this is not actually where the work is. This is, we, we need to pivot what we're focusing on. And if you can't make the pivot, um, 
sometimes you make the pivot together and you're like, okay, let's redirect this. But if I can't offer them, if I don't have the expertise to take them, you know, from, from here to there, because we just, we, we measured it incorrectly. That is a, a place where I've got to bow out. You know, I get the feeling that the majority of the time it's you that just says, you know what, this isn't working. I'm not the right person for you. How often has the, has the executive that you're working with going, you know what, love you, but uh, Probably, you're not for me. Yeah. I mean, I'm, and I, I've learned over the years to be very, very careful in the consultation phase, you know, before you, you get into this, you really need to know what you're trying to work on. Um, and, and also sometimes you have to have some latitude of saying, look, this is a kind of an experiment. We've got to see where this takes us and really communicating about that throughout, um, I, where it's, it's probably 80, 20, meaning 80% is when I'll say, I don't think this is going to work because I'm constantly scanning for viability and I'm looking at, is this, they're not doing that. They're busy. That's not. That's not what, and they're not trained to do that. But it, it was probably the other way when I first started out because mm -hmm. I wasn't learning some, you know, there's, I just didn't know it was all, it was all new. And I, and I wasn't sure, um, how much fluidity there, there is in it. But I would say now it's usually all initial. I'll say, you know, I don't feel like I'm, I'm really helping this situation or, or it's one of these other issues where they're really unresourced all the time and they're not, they're not interested in, and and having some vulnerability to to grow, I'm like this is kind of be kind of a waste. Yeah, the money's great, but I, I would rather just you know free myself up to help somebody that I can actually help. When you start with someone and you both say, "Yeah, we want to work with each other," do you give them a kind? Uh, is there a typical time frame that you give saying, "Hey, this is going to take"? We're, we're going to work do, on this yeah, for a year. I won't do or coaching what? engagements that are less than a year at this point. So they have an expectation right up front. Yeah, this is a this is a a marathon. This is not a sprint. That's right. It's a year, and it the reason that it takes a year is because change does not happen overnight. I'm sorry, it just doesn't. It's the 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 decision to change can be instantaneous, but to implement the changes takes time. And you've got to be able to implement, you've got to be able to measure, you've got to then be able to adjust and then pivot, implement, measure, adjust, make the pivots, implement to, to kind of hone in on whether this is, is working. And, and it takes time, as we talk about in V1, if you want to establish a habit, that takes, there's a period of willpower to, to continue to implement and, and grind through. You've got to be able to get through the grind through. Um, you know, we talked about that in the book that I, I covered with, uh, with Jason Selk's book, you know, there's this period of just, you've got to keep your head down and, 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 and push through the push throughs to be able to then create actual habitual change. So I just won't do it for less than a year. I just, I, it's not with the way I work. It's, it's not really, it's not, not setting up a recipe for success. Obviously, this is a business, and but you're trying to help someone with their business, and <clears throat> when it doesn't work out, it's not personal. It's just it's it is what it is. Has there ever been um, an arrangement between you and someone that it didn't work out, where you were caught off guard, and it, it, it I can't say it was personal, but it it affected you in a way that it wasn't just hey, you know, it's business. 
Did you ever have anything like that? Yeah. Oh, early on, I certainly did. You know, especially at the lower level engagements. Um, you know, you had people that just kind of peter out or they just change their mind or they're sleeping with somebody else, you know, whatever. Uh, you know, they, and uh, like, but I think the more you do it and the, the more you start to really target where your good, your skill set is, who you work with, and you, you become very careful and you really are thorough in the initial stages of even becoming engaged. You just learn who's a good a, a good partner to work with and who's not that's much less uh frequent and certainly depends on the contract that you have you know the level of contract i used to i used to work with no contracts at all it was just like you know what and in some respects I, i'm kind of like that still like that i don't you know my contracts could probably be a lot more short up um, but my feeling is if you don't want to work with me I then I don't want to hold you over a barrel with a gun and I don't want you to hold me over the barrel with a gun either. So if the desire to, and that's a therapeutic piece is there's common factors of therapy that of what makes therapy effective. Now, coaching is not therapy and we should really, at some point I'm getting a lot of questions about that. We'll have a, we'll have a an episode on that. What is the difference? But, but one of the models of, of a good of therapy is is the relationship if the relationship is not there and the rationale for being there um you, those have to be there or it doesn't it, it will not work it doesn't matter how great the 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 stuff that you're bringing in there is it won't work so you you learn to measure those things very quickly and it's it's usually a very it's like a slam dunk where like i really want to work with this person they really want to work with me there's a lot of synergy we're we're really kind of flowing at the same rate and we we want to be there together you know but that just takes a I, lot of time oh yeah i'd gotten you know things just all of a sudden you know canceled or this and that and it was it was very interpersonally painful and i had to they probably started more, to avoid you i bet well or they just they just cut they just cancel you know they're just like bang yeah, that's what i'm and saying to me that's avoidance yeah it was painful and you're like well you know you take it very personally and and you become unresourced and then you you lose the curiosity you become defensive and that just doesn't lead to anything. So I had to really learn to become like a scientist of like, okay, this is interesting. Well, let's look at what happened here. And, and, and then you go back and you're like, oh my God, there was a ton of signs that this yeah. was not going to work. I remember you saying something to me that has stuck with me that I thought is it's, it's very simple, but it, it really is very profound to me, which is I can't want it more than you. Yep. I really if when I when that. I'm wanting it more than you want it, the the, the roles have been reversed and and then it's I'm doing a, the work, right? I yeah, mean, I'm and like, it's what? unhealthy. Yeah, it's, it's super unhealthy, unhealthy. and it's so, it's a very fine line. And I I will say to them, I'm feeling like I'm wanting this more than you, and so I'm going to back off, and then I'm going to let you squirm for a little bit, and but and, you know you know, you've also said that's I think that the role between a coach and a consultant also makes a difference when you're a consultant you're now part of the wanting and the doing because you're you're doing the in work the dirt yeah you're the you're doing as the a work. coach you're not doing the work no. so when you're wanting it more as a coach that's where it's it becomes extremely unhealthy and right. and they're now expecting you to be something other than what you are there for that's right that you know that's it like i said that i think is very important is is how much do they want it 
you know, because you're there to facilitate it, not to. That's right. And their- look, I, I, a CEO of an airline, I, they know way more about that than I do. I don't know anything. I mean, like I, you know, I've learned a lot along the way, but it's <laughs> like, or, or a CEO of another company, like that. I'm not an expert in their business. They, they went to business school. They, you know, that's not. I, I will never know their business like not even close and i don't pretend to do that i'm there to help them to become more effective so but me doing the, doing the work is not going to help them that's just becoming one of their you know people that does their work for them <laughs> that's not what i'm I mean, gonna I, do I, I don't know if this would be a reality but once you have that breakthrough with them i could see some of them abdicating because now You've broken through that shell of supreme confidence and all that. And now they start maybe either self-doubt, questioning everything and going, well, what should I do? Or what do you think, you know, instead of going, you know, I'm going to provide you with these tools and the decision is still yours. They start abdicating and now all of a sudden there's they've kind of done role reversal without even realizing it. Yeah. I, I could imagine. I don't know if you've ever had that, but oh, yeah, I could see sure. that happening. And we, talk, and we work through it. I mean, I you know. But I think once you get through some of the pain points, it's amazing. The relationship is deeply meaningful. It's meaningful to me. I mean, I have uh, some coaching clients I've worked with for seven years. You know, I have one particular client I talk to almost every day uh, for five minutes. That's part of what does. It just works for him. Um, you know, I'll come in once a quarter for a day and just you know spend time, but. The relationships are very meaningful, you know, like really. Instead of instead of speed dating, you're speed coaching. <laughs> um, so, well, it, sometimes it's just that we have a quick a morning check-in of what's going on. And and that just is what works for him. He's He doesn't have the patience to sit for 30 minutes on a call. He just can't. He can't do it. He's too busy. He's too ADD. Just doesn't work. But five minutes is the sweet spot for him. Or seven minutes is kind of our... And we have our morning ritual, you know, it's just... And and that's a really deeply meaningful relationship, and we've really helped him build his his what he's doing tremendously, and he's built himself as a person. And cool, it's it's awesome work. So, well, I think we're near the end or at the end. What is the one takeaway? Know where you are, and if you are not, if you don't recognize times where you are being closed. You're being defensive. You're being married to this idea that you have to be right. If you're not aware of that, you need to get aware of it because we all have those moments because of biology. And just having some awareness will allow you then to become more open, to become more curious, and to put that lab coat on and be the scientist so you can actually learn something new. There's The, the minute you stop learning, I think you're done. And so I think just to grab some awareness of you know what i'm really operating in a closed state here i need to try to open this up that's that that's a tremendous uh empowering um realization that's a superpower that you that we all have you can harness it but you gotta you gotta be a little vulnerable to to sort of self-assess that's my one thing i have to tell you every time i get on the podcast with you i walk away very humbled because I, there's so much that I learned from all of this. It just amazes me that every time I think I have a solid funda- uh, uh, understanding of things, there is so much more to it. So, <clears throat> well, I, think I can you give, me, you tell give you, me too much credit, man. No, but I, I well, mean, for I me, just, I, I sit I'm in this speak- stuff all day. So, you yeah, know, but I'm not it, speaking for our viewers and listeners, which I hope I hope are getting something similar. I can speak for myself that it's just uh, it's amazing 
how much you don't know about something you thought you knew. Yeah. You know? Yeah. So it's tons. <clears throat> and I appreciate sharing space with you too, buddy. I mean, it's, it's, yeah. I get probably more out of it than, than you do. So well, I appreciate you, man. Yeah. I love you, man. Love you, man. <laughs> yeah. So, so what All chocolate right. did you pick out of the box yeah, today? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I picked, uh, <laughs> it's Friday and I'm excited for that. Yeah. That's what I picked. So with all that, keep talking to your, uh, to everybody about us. Please leave your comments, your, your, your views, your likes, your dislikes. Um, give us a thumbs up. Give us a review. Uh, you are the reason why we're here. Even though we joke with each other, you are the reason why. So, and we thank you for all the comments that you send our way. So with that being said, we hope you have a great day and we can't wait to see you on our next podcast. Take care. Thank you for listening to this week's episode of the Lift Effect Podcast. If you want to dive deeper into this episode and every episode, go to our website, lifteffect.com forward slash podcast. If you're enjoying the show, we would love it if you'd follow us on Spotify and rate, review, and subscribe on Apple Podcasts. We really appreciate your support. You can find me on Facebook, Instagram, and LinkedIn, all with the ID Matthew McNeil. This show is brought to you by Lift Effect a clinical mental health and consulting company that assists air carriers, corporate flight departments, pilot unions, and commercial pilots by providing comprehensive psychotherapy and mental skills coaching services to pilots with mental health and mental performance-related issues. Visit lifteffect.com, that's L-I-F-T-A-F-F-E-C-T.com to book your free consultation. And finally, this podcast is for general informational purposes only. It does not constitute the practice of counseling, psychotherapy, medicine, or any other healthcare service, including the giving of medical advice. No therapeutic or provider-patient relationship is formed. The use of this information and any materials linked to this podcast is at the user's own risk. The content of this podcast is not intended to be a substitute for professional psychological advice, diagnosis, or treatment. Users should not disregard or delay in obtaining advice for any psychological or medical condition they have, and they should seek the assistance of their healthcare professionals for any such conditions. Thanks for tuning in, and we'll see you next time on the Lift Effect podcast.